We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here. Big Mac, Ryan McKinnell. Uh, Where the whole man, Andreas, usually sits. Dre is in Atlanta doing a panel. Allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly. right? Uh, one day only. It's like he teleported there, but went to do a panel with AEW Black Talent. His black voices in yeah. sports. He hosted the panel. Jade Cargill. Um, man. Willow Nightingale's on there. there. Met Rich Paul. Rich Paul, had, Rich some, Paul. had something to do with that. Small little yeah. aside to the day. Listen, man, he he did an amazing job out there. He is on his way back to Vegas now, but he is handling business, still talking wrestling, even when he's not Bro. here for a wrestling show. That's that's when you know you got it, right? When you get them one day in, one day out, you know, sort of Johnson. <laughs> you're just like, oh, hey, go, I didn't even have time to go to Magic City. I didn't even have time to have fun. They just paid me to be there, lead this great all-star panel, and now he's going to be back home before the sun sets. That's our man, Andreas. And, yes, man, it's good to be back with you. And I should mention, I don't know how many listeners out there know this, but you do, obviously. Fun fact about the corner and me and you yes. and Andreas uh, episode one, very first episode ever. I was the first guest. First so it's guest good to be ever. back. I've come back periodically throughout the years, but uh, it always feels good to come back and sit down with you or you and Andreas. In this case, it's just going to be me and you yeah. yelling at each other for the next hour <laughs> plus. But uh, I, I don't mind it. I don't mind. It. Some of my best hot takes have occurred with you on the other side of the microphone. Yeah, you're a frustrating fellow. <laughs> so. You're able, you're able, I feel like I bring it out in you and then you just double down and it becomes this just vicious, vicious cycle. That was it. First, my best hot take happened on the first episode. Best worst? Timothy Butterfly doesn't have replay value. Doesn't have replay value. Yeah, that is it's haunted still you. So dumb. Last so to dumb. this day. One of the greatest hip hop albums of all time. You that say it doesn't hot have hot take yeah. still follows me till this day. Follows me too. Episode one, eight years ago. Yeah. It was the, eight years. the birth. Your beard was still black. Black <laughs> at that point. It is now all gray. It's been eight years. Hey, man. These are wisdom strains. <laughs> it is. It yeah. is. Uh, between being our guest from year eight to now, uh, as we start year nine, you, Ryan has been on Busted Open Radio. You can find him on Fight Nation all the time as well. So 
If you guys don't know, he knows a lot of shit about combat sports, so it's always great to have him here on the mic. And we can talk anything, which is great, but it's really well, dope. It fits the corner well. Hey. It, my, my interests align with your interests <laughs> more often than not, Kelsey. This, this, is, this is what we do. Yeah. Um, no, it's, it's great to have you on here on a wrestling show because you were with us Mania weekend. Yeah, we spent, we spent the entire weekend together. Yes, yeah. and it was your first Mania. It was. <laughs> <laughs> ever so that was cool you went to both nights oh so far not just that i did go to both nights of wrestlemania but the gcw shows the roh show ROH josh barnett's blood sport like i've gotten tastes of what a wrestling weekend could and should be like through double or nothing i feel like an aew coming here and kind of setting up their flagship show over the summers because kel as you know the offshoot shows all the talent that would yep. come in the indie promotions right but but it ain't wrestlemania and that's was like every single hour of every single minute of every single day, you could have been taking in live professional wrestling. I mean, I didn't go to Effie's uh, uh, Big Gay Brunch. I mean, yeah. there's so much stuff I didn't do, but I never stopped moving that entire time. And I mean, listen, I love professional wrestling. I'm not a tribalist. If it's good, it's good. I'm on board. Uh, but I've done everything, man. I've been really lucky in my life. Like, there's not a lot of things. I grew up in South Bend, Notre Dame, Indiana, so college football. In, just inundated yeah. immediately, right? But that's right outside Chicagoland. White Sox, Bears. I've been to World Series, Division Series, big college football. I mean, I was at the Bush Push. I've been to a lot of cool stuff, a lot of really big spectacles, hundreds of concerts. You know this. Yeah. Nothing, nothing compares to what I saw at SoFi and WrestleMania that that, that 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 company put on. When I walked in, I was standing on the rail with you and kind of just like in awe of the, of the setup. And I, I, I mean, it wasn't like a challenge. It was just, it was very clear in that moment, the separation between the WWE and absolutely everybody else everyone in professional wrestling. And that's not a knock on Tony Conner AEW, because I think that's only the real direct competition, but he doesn't got it like Vince and WWE has it. They, not that stage setup, not that 60,000, not that pomp and circumstance, the lights, the pyro, like it's next level. Tony's going to get that chance at Wembley. I think they're going to blow it out for that. But my point is, is that's, that was my big takeaway walking in that first moment was, my God, this is special. It's going to be tough. Um, yeah. I hope people, and that was announced this week, by the way, AW. Yeah. That was the big announcement by Tony Khan. They're going to Wembley for All In. Yes. The week before All Out yeah. in Chicago. So back-to-back pay-per-views. Hey. <laughs> Just, all right, listen, do your thing. You, you do, you do wonder you do wonder how that's going to play out with strength of storylines, though, and what they're going to do to yeah. rope you in, because All Out is a flat. I mean, if it's not Double or Nothing, All Out is their biggest show, right? It is. And All In is an ode back to the original, before AEW was even formed, a, a, you know, a challenge was basically set up that they couldn't yep. fill a stadium or a, an arena, Yeah, and that's what All In was. Now, in almost a poetic turn, right, they're talking about... Well, you can't fill a stadium. You can't do WrestleMania. You can't do what we and now they're going to try at Wembley, and it's going to be I and, I, and the fans. I think they're going to have a great crowd. Oh my god! Whoever I mean, shows up, I don't know what the exact number is going to be. I think a, a sellout is not even in anyone's no. purview. I don't think anyone's thinking that's going to happen. I was there for Fury, Dillian yeah. White, and it was ninety-eight thousand legit. Ninety-eight thousand. Yeah. Every road to the top bowl was filled, and the entire floor seats to the point where I was trying to create social content after Fury knocks him out and all the back rows pushed up on me and I'm on the apron circus environment behind. Yeah. There were so many people, but that that's England. Like, okay. So like I go back like a long time, but in the Midwest, the, the flyover States, whatever you want to call them. Right. 
Uh, I think back to like I wasn't around, but like Beatlemania and the Rolling Stones, yeah. where they come through on the fair circuit and like people would le- legit. You've seen the videos, just yep. girl, or actually, uh, I'll use a better, more apt uh, uh, comparison. Up in Smoke Tour in 1999, yep. I went up to the the stop in Michigan, and Eminem had just broke. The Slim Shady LP was basically just out, and the Chronic 2000 had come out, and you know what I'm saying, like. Yep. It was a time and place, but it was also a time and place where, you know, we weren't like we were less connected. Technology wasn't what it was. The Internet wasn't what it was. So when something big like an up and smoke or I go back 20 years before that, 30 years with the Beatles, it was this massive deal because the area was starved. Yeah. Like and people would be hysterical. They just it was like the one time every five years they got to like, you know, there was a lot of idol worship and weird celebrity stuff, too, that we, I think we've gotten past. But that that excitement of 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 being starved and, and watching everything else happen around you, looking at the Detroits or the the Los Angeleses or the New Yorks and getting these 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 big moments and these larger than life experiences, right? When when those things would stop in the smaller towns, it would create almost a fervor, right? Now that is going to happen with AEW in London. Now London's not a small town. No. But they but you would agree but they that, didn't have that promotion, yes, that wrestling. They're wrestling fandom has been starved i mean look at the class at the castle last year oh the european fans i went to a monday night raw in london at the o2 in 2016 and that was nuts like it was insane so could have done clash at a wembley they should have they should have done had wrestlemania a couple times in london it's a travesty they haven't it should happen within the next couple years so all of this though is playing to aw's favor yeah you feel neglected by the wwe you don't get these flagship shows they're booking the biggest arena. Like, I mean, Wembley is it. Yep. You know what I mean? It's the name. Due respect to the O2 and everyone else you want to throw out there, Wembley's Wembley. So and it's also the con sort of home bar, park and home base. And I think there's the, the build to this and the understanding that, hey, England, you know, you have been starved. You have been uh, neglected. You are one of the best fans. I think the three best fan experiences in professional wrestling are Philadelphia, Chicago, and London. For all for different reasons, yeah. but... Um, you could throw New York in there as well. I think that's MSG that's show, yeah, but absolutely. they don't play MSG like enough. For right. Anything anymore. It, it doesn't mean as much as no. it used to. Right. So, uh, it, again, it's just going to be really interesting to see what Tony Khan and them are going to put together. And it's going to be really interesting to see how England turns out or all of Europe, because I feel like that's going to be one of those shows. Yeah. It's not just, it's going to be Sweden, Denmark, Austria, Germany. You're going to get a lot of people coming in for that show because they don't get AEW wrestling. No. AEW doesn't go over there. So if you've been riding with this company and the the birth of this new company and you've been as excited as a lot of us i mean we've been to a lot of AEW shows they are like rock concerts i was talking to bully ray one of our hosts on on busted open you all know him the wwe hall of famer we were texting after punk's return against darby allen uh whatever two all outs ago and he was like well what's it like there and i go I, the, the best way i could explain it to bully ray was like through a concert experience i was like there is a line out the woman's bathroom like i didn't i couldn't articulate it any better than that. Every merch line was wrapped around and there was a line for women's bathroom. That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen at rock shows. That doesn't happen at pro wrestling shows. But when it does, you've caught lightning in a bottle, right? You've, you've got something special. And again, if you're in England and you're watching this, you do feel neglected. You want to be a part of this new company, the rock star rock show experience, this new fresh fit. And you're going to get that chance after four years coming up at Wimbledon. Question becomes, and I saw this on Twitter. It is, not just that you have those two shows back to back, but if you're going to pack it out, yeah. How visible is AEW in Europe? It's on the zone, I think, 
carried over there. Yeah. And it's not like it is here. It's not on TBS every week. It's not a lot of your bigger stars, for better or worse, are former WWE guys, which translate. Yeah. But MJF isn't. So but how much think, do you... they know? That, that's the question. Yeah. Like, Kenny Omega's huge, but he's a New Japan guy and then a U.S. guy. It's not like he's a progress guy. Like, I, think, I think people are paying attention. Like, do you have to stack? You're paying attention. They could do any arena out there. Yeah. Be fine. 100%. Stadium-wise. It's different story. There's a reason why you have Logan Pauls, Brock Lesnar's, yeah. all these people at WrestleMania. Because it's a stadium. What does AEW have to do that? Because someone put out a, a fantasy card, like fantasy booking the whole shit. And they said CM Punk has to return. In the main event. And we'll talk a little more about CM Punk here in a second. Because Fightful had a couple of reports. But CM Punk has to return. And some form face Kenny Omega, they said. Then they said, you should bring in someone like Bill Goldberg. They actually named Bill Goldberg. Um, they're like, if Powerhouse Hobbs is still champion, it should be Hobbs Goldberg. To put someone over. It's a name value that people understand. Even though you have Sting. Whatever. If Goldberg was going to do the job to Willie Hobbs, I'd be all for that. And I just <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if he's that dude. Uh, but you're right. His contract with WWE yeah. is up, and he is a free agent. And yeah. then they said you have to bring in at least three people the UK fan base knows. Like you, Pac has to be on the card. There, yeah. in a prominent position. They said Osprey should be featured on the card. I don't think there's any way you leave Osprey off that. No, but it's weird if you don't do Osprey Omega. Like, I get okay, it, maybe but. that's the match they make. It should be the match. Yeah. But if someone fantasy book punk, you're in the spot. Mm-hmm. Then it is what it is. But they say you need Osprey, and then you need someone else maybe who's in the UK constantly to be like a surprise Well, you opponent. got Soraya. Yeah. That's a big get on some level. Because WWE and UK yeah. and, and coming and she up she hasn't wrestled over there in her home country in quite no. some time. And that, that's certainly something you can sell. Listen, I, they have the whole world outside of WWE at their disposal. Yeah, that's what you, and with that's them. what you pull from. You just I don't it's, know what type do of conversation you make it an happens. AEW show or do you make it a spectacle? You make it a pro wrestling show. You say, well, here's everybody that isn't in the biggest company in the world, and here's why we're better. Here's why collectively this business is okay. Here is why it can be better than the WWE. So you run a stadium show, or excuse me, you run a house show in a stadium. No, you run ROH in a stadium. Not that, necessarily. That would be like the retort of like. It's weird because I knew my answer to this. It's never going to be ROH because of the money and the backing and the optics okay. of Wembley Stadium. I mean, just the venue itself is going to make it bigger. And again, ROH, you know, prior to what we're talking about, they have Chris Jericho. You know, they didn't yeah. have Jay Cargill. Like, they've got a stupid lineup of talent that you ask, like, is England going to pay attention? Are they going to care? It's like wrestling fans are fervent. They, they keep their finger on the pulse. They know what's up. And there have been a lot of fans, millions that have been following AEW's story that have never been able to touch it. For the first time ever, they're going to be able to buy a ticket, go up there, party with their fellow, that's another thing, their fellow UK fans, who that is a community, and they don't ever get together for shows like this. This is a a huge, huge boost to Europe uh, professional wrestling and and really everywhere else because it's like if – if AEW is going to do this, where else can they go? Who else can they give the tip of the cap to? And we're not, you know, Vegas, I would say we're home base for a lot of ways for AEW. We're certainly linked to their history, but I'm not even mad at it. Like, no. I want to see the love spread. I love international pro wrestling. I love the talent that comes internationally, but the fan bases, whether it be the 
the calculated response of a Japanese crowd, uh, uh, tepid at times, right, respectful. But then you get the the pomp and circumstance and the pride sort of old walkouts and all that, or whether it be, obviously, the luchadors down in Mexico and, and that more rowdy atmosphere and the flash and pizzazz of that. Everything has a style. Everything's like That's where the art of professional wrestling really shines when you go international because you get a different view of what the art can be, and that's yeah. so cool. Like a language or like a food or like anything – that you vibe with like culturally that's different from you and you learn from, that's what's dope about pro wrestling because the stories in professional wrestling have been told for hundreds of years, decades, decades yeah, and you're decades. Not, you're not recreating the wheel. Right, any right. But you do need to you know, acknowledge where we came from. And in England and, and London and professional wrestling in Europe, hugely important to the growth of and the entire business. That's, that's like when I read it, and I just say all that to play devil's advocate because I agree with you. But – I read it and I, I immediately in certain things on social media jump out at you and be like, oh, this is a WWE fan. <laughs> like, just because you know, like, oh, it's, so some tribal. it's so tribal. It is. Yeah. But you're just like, oh, this is someone who only watches WWE and thinks no one else does this. Because every year, every year, and I'm going one of these goddamn I'm going to the Tokyo Dome. Oh, yeah. I'm going to Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, no, we're going. I, I've seen. <laughs> I'm going to the robot bar. I'm going to the cat, I'm going to the cat bar, all I've that stuff. I've seen other promotions have wildly successful stadium shows. So AEW running this, you think Kenny Omega hasn't been in a stadium with 90,000 right. people? Right. Did this every single year in Japan. And we're not even counting the, you know, going for uh, in December every year. I forgot, not Dominion, but I forgot the pay-per-view every December. Or excuse me, um, every June. So you have a G1? Big- no, no, no. G1's over the summer. It's in yeah. August. There's another, they have bookend pay-per-views. So okay. obviously Wrestle Kingdom in January, yeah. in June every year. Here, I feel like it's Dominion. I got to check back. Right. It's coming but, up. But here's the thing. But that's also a stadium show. We're sitting here so dismissive of AEW and, and Wembley. Not dismissive of it. It's a great idea. We're all behind it, all that. But it's like, well, they're not going to sell it out, right? Like, it's not going to happen. There's no way. What if they do? You're not selling 80,000. Uh, oh, what if they do? You can put 80,000 butts in seats, maybe. You're not selling 80,000. Uh, whatever. It's optics. I mean, listen, listen, I don't care if you got to invite you, your moms, your exactly. cousins. Put, you can go to the pub. cardboard cutout <laughs> next to you. No, but I, the you go optics. to the pubs and start just making it rain tickets. What that could mean going forward, like if they even get close to a sellout and, and they can generate interest over there, it's just. I hope they do. I, I think, again, I never put a cap on like a company or someone's talent or anything, but I, I don't think, and Tony was aware of this. He said it when he joined us, he was sitting right where you were sitting. Um, they're not going to catch WWE. They're not going to put WWE out of business. If WWE goes out of business for some reason, which they're not with this new set, <laughs> but Clearly, they're if, fine. If, if they would have collapsed, yeah. um, it would have been on their own accord, on their own doing, on the Scandals. doing of Vince McMahon. Yeah. Uh, they ended up making more money after that. Funny so, how that works. Yeah, yeah, beat a monster and, and uh, profit from it. Yes, yeah, it lined your pockets. You so, say. Uh, <laughs> it's one of those things where they weren't going to collapse. He, he'd never been under the notion of like, we're going to put them out of business. That doesn't mean you can't compete. That's like. But we saw how poisonous that rhetoric was with Eric yeah. Bischoff and Turner. You can get obsessed with it, and then you really yeah. lose sight of the position that you find yourself in. Because if Eric Bischoff, WCW, Ted Turner, and everything. Uh, if they could have kept their wits about them and cut some costs and maybe not given the wrestlers all of the creative control, yeah. 
Uh, it might have been WCW that won that battle, right? I think oh, Tony Khan that. is That's where, as close as you ever get. Oh, well, maybe not. Tony uh, Khan's no, playing the long game. Listen, he's saying all the right things right now, but, man, I mean, we'll they, see what this bio does. <laughs> like no, they've got a ton of money, and they're going to be yeah. publicly traded. But um, I think the space in professional wrestling is uh, WCW did it at one point. I never would have thought that was possible, and that, they did it in a short window. Yeah. AEW's got real juice. Uh, but, I, again, I'm... I don't think they're going to sell out Wembley. I don't think it's going to be a packed stadium, but nonetheless. Listen, 40,000? You do floors, 100 level, yeah. 200 level? Just pack it. Just pack affordable, it. affordable pricing. That's, That's another thing. Don't go yeah. to that 400. That shit was really tall. Don't go to the 400. Fuck it. Black all that out. 400 level seats in any stadium <laughs> are terrifying. It's, it's I don't care if it's Soldier Field, here at Allegiant. Like every single 400 level I've been in just makes you feel like you're falling down a rabbit hole. Yeah, ridiculous. So, no, I can't. Like, black all that out. But if you go club level, 200, 100 floor, and you could pack that out, it's a W. It's a win. Yeah. The, the optics of it. My, my biggest thing, I don't care how many people are sitting in the stands. People will be. It's not going to be empty. People will be sitting in stands. It's what you do with the optics and the, the setup, the, the stadium. The moment, the environment. How do yeah. you make it feel? Yeah. Because... When people are like, well, it's going to be a house show just in the stadium, yeah, you're discounting this. Because, again, I watch Wrestle Kingdom. Wrestle Kingdom entrances rivaled WWE oh, entrances. Sure. Here's the thing. The though, Nakamura right? entrance there? Yeah. Fucking crazy. When he came out, Michael Jackson with the crown, the spike crown. <laughs> I got the shirt. Like, with the spike crown, and the stage was crazy. Kenny Omega had a cleaner one that was wild. He came out half robot. Yeah. He's just... Their entrances, the pyro, it feels big. As long as they do that, I think it's house money. Yeah. And he's going to make no mistake. Tony Khan and AEW, they're going to need to do something like that. And don't I'm give sure me the two circle shit. No, 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 no. Don't no, no, give no, no, me the two no. circles. We need the, 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 the augmented reality stuff <laughs> jumping out of the floor. I mean, that, seriously, that stage at WrestleMania, back to WrestleMania and my first WrestleMania. I know it was my first WrestleMania. But I'm I'm a realist. I can I can, you know, be pretty fair about a situation. I, I didn't want to be over the moon about that. It, but it was so large and so grandiose. And seeing Brock Lesnar, you know, how big Brock Lesnar is, Y'all. and seeing him walk like a pin <laughs> down this gigantic ramp with the Beast Incarnate lettering in the back and the fire, like any Metallica heavy metal show, pyro show, ramped up to a thousand, and it. And again, it was also, as we find out, that was the weekend where the WWE sold, which is insane, right? That was kind of a push by Vince and the WWE to lay it all on the table. And we yeah. might never get that like that necessarily again, but for what it was and for them flexing their muscle, it was impressive. And, yeah, I think it did kind of you know, lay down the gamut for, for everyone else and, and showed the professional wrestling world that at the highest level, you know, this is what we, we are capable of. And that's yeah. not a bad thing for Tony Khan or AEW or anybody else. Uh, you always want to play up to your competition. You always want to, I it's like playing a game of pool. I wouldn't want to win all the time. You know what I mean? Like I like competition. You want to be, you know, pushed to be better. If you're just the best and you're just running roughshod, it creates complacency. And honestly, uh, as we've seen in the last 20 years with WWE, a lot of unoriginal lack of passion storytelling. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and I, if anything, AEW coming along is kind of, you know, I kicked them in the ass a little bit. It did. I yeah. mean, now you see fans, they, they go on Twitter. Vince came back for one day, the Raw after Mania. And uh, I know people say he's back. He's in the background. Oh, that, that's cool. I, I don't care. Maybe, I mean, 
he is for all intents and purposes. People have reported. Yes, he is back. He's in the background. He has some input on creative, probably still the majority of input on creative. Um, Trips runs everything else that Vince doesn't care to look at. Uh, just And in the grand scheme of things, like that's still a kick in the ass. Yep. That's still better than the bullshit we had three years ago because what Vince couldn't do is book anything outside of his main event or four people at the top of the card. He's done very well by Charlotte. He always does well by Brock Lesnar. He's done really well by Roman Reigns after he turned heel, like phenomenally well. Yeah, but he had to shove you know Roman Reigns down the throats of fans for sure. years, and, and that booking would have been questioned and argued he, with for years. He, when it clicks, he will give you something. At, at the top, at the main event spot, and I know Roman has held the belt now two years, three, something stupid, three years. Right, it's nine hundred days or something. Great, three years. But even before then, Brock's runs were very dominant. Um, the people he pushes and the main event feuds, he stumbles into a lot of issues. Kofi Mania pulling the trigger on that was very good for a title picture. Going in and the Sasha Bianca match, the build was shit, but smart enough to put them together, they delivered on that. There's there's little lightning in a bottle moments. Becky Lynch turning into the man yeah. and running with that. That storyline was phenomenal. Cooling her off just a little bit. Ronda and Charlotte going. And then when he ramped all three of them up. It helps with the color, too. Right? Oh, getting, my God. Getting bloody that night. Oh, by the, yeah, I mean, that helped a lot. Best thing Nia Jax ever did. <laughs> <laughs> Break your Becky's nose and Becky just fucking just she owned it up in it. a crowd. She owned it. Loved it. Yep. Made her. Yep. And then you go into Mania, and they're like, oh, I don't know about this triple threat with all three of them. It should just be Becky. And then Charlotte kicks the shit out of Ronda Rousey through the cop car. Yep. And just that big boot, and Ronda's whole head smashed. It's it like, oh, no, it's, it's money. This is made. He catches lightning in a bottle more often than people give him credit for. He's a horrible human being, <laughs> a horrible person. <laughs> but it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, if he's booking the top of the card, I'm not worried about the people at the top of the card. I've always been worried about the people in the middle of the card, the bottom of the card, the tag teams, the tag team division, <laughs> the tag teams, the rest of the women yeah. who are not four horse women. Yeah, I was very worried about all of them. Motherfucker got Oscar, made her win everything, and then tap to end a four year streak <laughs> in about four months. Big Oscar fan. Yes, because I mean, he was like, "Oh, oh, she, this is great. She can win the Rumble. She could do all this stuff. She could beat everybody, except Charlotte." <laughs> that was it. She tapped. She reached the final boss. He was like, no, 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 not, not up in here. Got so the, got the Cody treatment. That's listen. It comes down to you're very good. You're incredible. You're not one of my four, five people that I really love. You're not Randall Keith or like, you yeah. know, like he has his people and he's done right by those people. It's just everyone else was left for shit and you can't run a company like that. So trips takes care of all that. I just saw an amazing ricochet match on like SmackDown the other day. Chad Gables wrestled every other week. Just give me that. Don't tell Vince what the fuck is happening. Like, <laughs> Put he his wants, phone on silent. Yeah, if he wants Cody, like Vince, yeah, so you're running the ship. You handle Cody versus Brock. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's good shit. And Vince is just fucking that's good shit. writing 18 scripts about Cody and Brock and balling shit up. Sending them down to the ring five minutes that's, before their segment starts. I don't give a fuck. You give him that whole thing. Vince, you got 30 minutes. I don't care if you want it all to be talking. Like, Cody just cut a promo this week. It was a 15-minute promo. Phenomenal. 15-minute promo. Vince, if you just want this motherfucker to talk and not wrestle, you handle that. Let me just keep him busy. 
I, I say this all the time. I love my grandmother. She lives <laughs> with me now. And I love old people. But when you get older, you hit a point in life at a certain point where you start reverting. Oh, you just stop trying. Not even trying, but like <laughs> mentally and like physically, like mentally, you start reverting and rewinding. And your body will start doing the same, but mentally you start reverting. So like my grandmother right now is definitely like 20. See, this is why I just stayed a child. She's like 18 This is why, I never, this is why yeah. I never progressed in my like, life. Now she's just like, if something goes wrong, she's cursing, she throws a fit, blah, blah. It's like having another teenager. And then as people keep getting older, they'll revert. And then like sooner or later, you got to fully take care of them. Like if someone hits 90, you got to fully take care That's of them. That's never going to happen to Vince McMahon, bro. They, they he's going well to well live forever. He's don't drinking tiger different. blood somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, if uh, we're lucky, it's just tiger blood. Well, I don't know. It's you want to talk, the... talk about the real cabals <laughs> and the real cults <laughs> out there. I want <laughs> Vince McMahon and his juice. Lord knows what he's mixing now with. He cut that, that, that Illuminati juice. <laughs> so, yeah, it's one of those things where, like, he's reverted and, like, he doesn't remember shit day to day. Yeah. I mean, he's always kind of found, found like, childish shit really but we're Pies getting the face farts. Yeah, we're getting more like Bobby Lashley bending over, slapping ass cheeks. Like we're doing a lot of dumb shit. <sighs> and like you gotta protect him from himself eventually. But in that same case, they if tried. You, if you they recognize tried, they tried their hardest. Yeah, if you to recognize like mentally, he'd do whatever fucking juice to the gills and remain buff, and now he has his new face. Like oh Bro, the face? The face, the new mustache. Okay. Go, I'll, I'll you tell got you a something. full facelift. That is the the level of flex. <laughs> and the DGAF of, of of Vince McMahon coming out looking like the second coming of John Waters with that pencil. Thing. Hey, bro, <laughs> you realize that you got ousted from your own company, the company that you ruled with an iron fist. You got ousted from that company for sexual misconduct, right? Like high, high crimes. Bribery. Right? In the Big time. And he comes back after a sabbatical, somehow finds himself in the good graces of his company again, takes back control, and comes back looking more like a perv. Hostile takeover. Hostile face. Hostile takeover and hostile look. Yeah. Like he came back taunting everyone. He's like, say something, bitch. Say something about my mustache. Say something about how creepy I look. <laughs> he left bags under the eyes, yeah. baby face shaving. I'm sorry in the ring, blah, blah, blah. Motherfucker came back like a deviant. I'm sorry, came for shit. back looking like a deviant. Oh if he God. was, if he, if he had a moniker and a character, because we know like puke and trash man, whatever the fuck else Vince like puts out there, that would literally he be the deviant. Yeah. Like that's his professional wrestling alter ego. Comes out with a black shroud and you know roofies in a glass and hey girls, what's up? Would you be shocked? This man booked himself against God. Yeah, put himself over. Yeah, oh no, on God, like. It, Nothing surprises me Oof. with this man. He, it's just one of those things. If if he went to the ring again for some reason to cut a promo, he sent trips every week now. But if he ends up being like, fuck it, I'm all the way back. I'm going to the ring. Evil this Vince. Man, Corporate Vince. If he goes, he's cutting. The deviant. He's cutting the Conor McGregor promo. I'd like to apologize. To absolutely, absolutely fucking, fucking nobody. nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's what he that's did with the, with the look. The CEO that, does what the fuck yeah, he wants. I feel like that's what he did when he came back with the look. I don't even feel like he needed to cut a promo. It was like Roman Reigns' silent promo when Roman just went out there and looked at the crowd and fed off of it. That's all Vince did with the pencil mustache. He just came back. You know, he's like talking to his deviant buddies in the background. He's like, hey, watch this. Like Vince, you're not going to actually go out there like that. He's like, you bet your ass I am. Yeah. I'm going to own it. He and talked again, to Ari. He was like, 
this is it. It was Ari's idea. <laughs> he's got that full team. I've watched enough he's Entourage got, to know. Like, that's, he's, got, <laughs> he's got that full creative team behind him. That's, that's a full Ari oh. idea right there. I mean, it is, though. I, I, I mean, Vince, is, we chronicled. Horrible person, uh, not very likable, all those things. But there is something, and you would appreciate this. You know, you love you some you. You love yeah. me some me, right? Yeah. Uh, you got to appreciate the flex that is and the confidence to just come back and giant middle finger everybody. It's terrible. It's, it's horrible. It's a reflection on our society, but also from just like a complete maniacal egomaniac standpoint, like, my God, what a move. I always say the the most successful people in their fields are horrible human beings. A lot of them. And I'm proven right more often than not. For real. Um, I met Michael Jordan once. It was well, not a great You person. know what? No shit. He's Michael Jordan. Yeah, I mean, he's, I'm just. He's God. LeBron seems to be a nice fellow. I mean, allegedly. He's not the best at his craft ever. I'd rather, I'd, you know, I'd rather know what they are. Like, that's what I like about Jordan. Like, yeah, he's a dick. Don't bother him. He's Michael Jordan. Yeah. It's rarefied air. Leave the man alone, <laughs> right? LeBron ain't every man. And trying to act like every man, it's like delusional. Yeah, like, you're not you're not one of us, LeBron. Vince, Vince is at the Vince yeah, is, Vince like, is at the, the final it. form. He's at the final form deviant level. That that's it. No, when he when he comes full heel beard, Vince. And dyes it black because there's like reports out there. There's been reports over years that he hates grays. Oh, he does because he, he hates, finds them like oh, yeah, he does. It's weak. It's a weakness. weakness. Yeah, 100. That's so why you'll stupid. never see uh, Mark Henry, uh, my buddy, my, my, my co-host on the weekends for many years. Uh, he's got you know salt and pepper, and he's got gray in his beard. And whenever he would go to do a TV appearance, they would comb it in. They'd have to darken up his beard. Me and Champa. Yeah, I mean, Get it's rid like of the, it's, the gray. it's the same thing, though, like with like Trump and like his hair and his comb over like those super powerful, insecure people. They look dumb as shit, like in terms of what reflects on them, because that's really all they have is the image inside. They know they're monsters yeah. inside. They live the eyes. What they, they see, what, what we don't see. They know the horrible stuff that they've done. Right. But they don't want to project that yeah. so they want to project strength clean, power. strength yeah. power cleanness uh proper what, like whatever word you want to use there's no vince is 77 fucking years old yeah, and he's old. walking around like on a steroids bar. yeah with vascular just yeah. veins popping out of places i didn't even whole, know you had veins yeah, yeah like, i mean like good for you but you're also a monster so not good for you no, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just it, again it's a reflection on our world we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Going back to AEW, bringing this full circle yeah. all the way around. Um, Tony Khan <laughs> seems for all purposes like a nice guy. Yeah. It's, you know, I mean, I don't ever fully trust any billionaire. No, no. But I mean, but like he seems okay. Yeah. Like it's just one of those things where it's like he's a really big fan. He's got his toy chest. Yeah. It's he's, like when you play Madden, I'm in the Madden league with Swerve, yep. everybody else. When you get your, we do a fantasy draft and you start the little franchise and they ask you, what type of owner do you want? And it's like mogul, so you have like more money and all this stuff. Former player, which is like Triple H, like a former player. <laughs> like you could be that. You could be a mogul, which is Vince. The third category, and if you choose that, you're Tony Khan. And it says lifelong fan. Dan Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> like lifelong fan. Yeah. And that's, that's Tony Khan in pro wrestling. You're yeah. a lifelong fan, and that comes with its goods and its bads, and you're hugging everyone backstage, and you try to be everyone's friend. You can't do that every now and then. But I, I would say... Unless, you know, scandal breaks while we're on the mic and I got a fucking, this guy's a shitty guy. Um, Tony Khan, for all purposes, seems like a decent guy, which is, is, is weird. And that brings me to our next subject, CM Punk. Because hmm. Fightful released a report earlier today after weeks and I, I don't know which one is Dax Hardwood and which one is... Uh, Dax is the mustache. Dax, yes, yes, yes. Dax and is Cash is the guy Cash, who Cash Wheeler is the other one. Cash yeah. is the guy who uppercut no, no. the, the, yeah. the fan that stormed uh, <laughs> Bret Hart in yes, that, uh, uh, that speech. Uh, so Dax, who had a phenomenal year. Awesome. Um, yeah. Dax, on their podcast and everything, has been talking about CM Punk and Cash too. Talking about CM Punk and the returning. He wants to come back and everything. And then Fightful Today released a report that internally at AEW, there are plans and they're building out a storyline to bring CM Punk back. Now, I don't criticize anyone who runs and how they run their business. And I understand pro wrestling is different. Because pro wrestling is, no matter what happens, you find a way to make money off of it. But shit went left, in my opinion. It started going left after he appeared on our show, like (laughs) MJF. Booked a private that was, flight. It, that was that, it was that whole was that weekend. Night. Yeah, it was that yeah. whole weekend. And then uh, CM Punk ended up going off the rails and shit shortly after. But it's one of those things where him being a lifelong fan, him being cozy and huggy and everything, then when the wheels fell off, no one looked at him like an authority to do anything. And then you said people home, but if everyone just comes back, then it's just like, what is your, your precedent? I, I told Dre this. I equate it to being a parent. Like, you, you can't go backwards on your discipline. So if you let your kids run wild, blah, blah, they do all this shit. And yeah, then but your kids up. aren't making millions of dollars for you. It, it would be like having one of them YouTube kids, right, that is you your bread and butter. You can't, cr- but, you, but you also can't fully reprimand them. You really can. If not, you're going to end up nah, with Britney man. Spears. You seen Britney Spears lately? I mean, they got their money out of her. 
They did. Do you see it's her? It's a vicious cycle. She's dancing off beat on social media, <laughs> like doing a roll. fucking belly roll it makes me in a crop wonder, top. Like, how did they get her to dance when she was actually dancing? Was that I don't like think trickery? She very well. Was that trickery? Was that just camera work? Oh, it is the best choreographers yeah. with the most patience yeah. in all of the world. But her dancing wasn't like horribly. Yeah, listen. At the end, of the, at the end of the day, you talk about a precedent set and letting the inmates essentially run the asylum. When Tony Khan's needed to put his foot down, I feel like he has. And those people have been sent home without pay. At the end of the day, I, yeah. I, I think about, I, we had Tony Khan on Busted Open one of the days I was filling in for LaGreca. You don't think he paid the elite when they went home? No, I don't think he did. Interesting. Um, but I remember having Khan on, and it was a day of releases in the WWE. It was, uh, I want to say the Braun Strowman day memory serves me correctly, but it doesn't really matter. I asked Tony about it, you know, the releases, the optics of it. And I'm paraphrasing here, but he essentially said, well, you know, it was, oh, I asked him about the bidding war of 04, uh, uh, 24. Because it was the night, it was the day after MGF cut that promo about the, the he was the first time he mentioned the bidding war of 2024. And Khan was like, did, I asked, did he, did he clear that with you? Did, was it discussed? You know, how much of you did you know about that? And, and Tony's like, we talked about it. Like, I'm perfectly fine with it. And at the end of the day, if that's any of the talent that they want to do, they're more than welcome. I think there's been enough of a track record, what you're going to get over there and what you're going to get with me. And he's like, and you can't really say your jobs are secure over there. And I think at the end of the day, that's something that Tony Khan hangs his hat on. I think, yeah, there's a lot of ass-kissing, right? There's a lot of hey, boss type stuff happening with yeah. AEW because that's the one thing I've watched uh, behind the scenes. And I'm not going to get too much into it, but what AEW did to the world of professional wrestling, like the world, talent, production, everybody, that's blood in the water, and you're surrounded by sharks. So there is that element happening there, and I think Tony Khan's well aware of that. And yeah, there's probably been some lessons and growing pains from now. All Out was obviously a a huge part of that, and, and Khan having to get on the right side of history, but... I don't think there's any way if CM Punk wants to come back and he's willing to do business and take pins and tell this story correctly and not be a little bitch and whine and cry about like my health yeah. comes first. Like, cause that, that's the IG story that was released. I mean, he's, he's looking worse and worse as the months go by. Oh yeah. And, people, and, and all the talk people had warned about. Oh, and CM that's Punk. the thing. All yeah. the things that people said about Phil Brooks, CM Punk prior to this are now becoming more true. Like yeah. the, I feel like the, the public opinion is skewing, Less and less in his favor as more time goes on. So honestly, I mean, it wouldn't hurt Punk to come back and kind of reestablish things and settle things down a little bit. Uh, And at the end of the day, this is the best real-life story in professional wrestling since the screw job. This is an entire generation of fans that have never experienced anything like this. I forgot what this is like. It's like, oh, shit, this is great. Like, this is real drama, and people are really gossiping, and you don't know where the truth lies. You really have no idea, right? But... You do know that there's intrigue. You do know there's money. And you do know there's talent. Like, everybody involved in this, it's Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, CM Punk. Like, these are the best wrestlers in the world with very separate stories and very unique stories. And if they tell that right and they get on the rights and they build and plan a proper story, my God, the creativity they could pull from and the stories they could tell and the business that could be made. Like, that's the main event. If you want to pack Wembley, you need a CM Punk Omega story. You need a CM Punk. You need something to to really bring people in, like a Roman Reigns Cody Rose. Uh, Roman Reigns Cody Rose. That's and again, yes, this happens. And there's stories throughout time with 
stuff happening in the back. Sure. You're bringing it to the ring, bringing it to stories. Similar to, I mean, you mentioned Brett and Sean. Like, yeah. you know, shit carries over when there's real heat. And business can be done. Yeah. And if you're willing to do so, apparently Sean was not. There's a whole screw job. But regardless, you know, there, there are these things that carry over and it makes money. It comes down to, though, there's been so many things that come out. Those happened. The reason people don't remember them, younger than us. Sure. Those happened before social media. It happened before the fightfuls. It happened before all these what cultures or whatever, PW Insight, whatever. Before there's daily leaks and breaks and everything, and everyone has access to all this information. I think that's only helped the story. I think what you will have to deal with, and you'll get money from that story, then what? Because this guy is still in your company. Do you trust CM Punk? Does the locker room trust CM Punk? There's your story. There's your story. After you tell this first major story, then the, the distrust of CM Punk becomes a story, or the redemption of CM Punk. There's so many different ways that you can go with this narrative. There's so many different ways you can play with it. It's t- Wrestling is such a weird place because the saying is usually all money ain't good money. That's like a drug dealer. <laughs> like, uh, and I come know, from the journalism world. If it bleeds, it leads. That's, There's like, a lot of blood on the floor, bro. So it, it's one of those things like, yeah, like everything in pro wrestling can be turned into yeah. money. But sooner or later, it's like, you're like, man, that's your main event. If this oh, let yeah, me tell you it could be. If but they, shouldn't if MJF they, be your main event? No. If they don't, I don't care who's in it. No. Isn't no, that, he's not involved isn't with this story at this why point. CM Punk held a grudge against WWE because he was the man. He was the champion. Yep. He was cutting shit week to week. But he didn't get that main event at WrestleMania. He didn't get the main event. People kept coming back, and you always could justify that that's the main event and not him. He would be coming back and doing the same to MJF. Not that that's his problem. That's poetic. Not that is his problem. He becomes what he hated. And now MGF is the new CM Punk, the voice of the voiceless. However you want to look at it, I don't think Maxwell Jacob Friedman will ever exactly be that. But (laughs) there's a lot to play with, and there's just too many good stories that you can tell. And I'll tell you what, man. If Tony Khan doesn't make this work, it will be the ultimate fumble. I don't care if AEW lives 100 years. Him not making money off MJF and the elite and brawl out will be the biggest regret and the biggest black mark on his resume forever. It would be like... The way that that, that the WWF absolutely, absolutely botched the WCW buy. That should have been a story that carried and and lived and breathed, and it should be a part of our fabric as professional wrestling fans. But instead, it's like a, "Eh, yeah, that happened. It was dog shit. No, that was horrible. It was horrible, right? And and they saving grace and led to the SmackDown Six. Yeah, at least that's fair. At least, But, but that was a long way past. But this would be like that for Tony Khan. You've got a layup. You, you have got a tailor-made, ready-made, not just a story that carries you in for a year. I mean, this is something that people are latched onto. This can be multiple years. And Tony Khan's done a great job, sometimes too much of holding on to something for a little too long, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, I don't worry about him booking this correctly. My, my opinion of Tony Khan never wavers. He never fails at the top of the card. Yeah. Tony Khan's missteps are in the middle. They're in the women's division. They are often at the tag team division. There's some banger matches. But like but there's some a, questionable. I don't he think he had a team like LA, LAX. Yeah, like LAX and the guns. Never got a belt. And the guns did. 
Yeah, like, it's criminal. Yeah, and 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 the guns made the most of it. Sure, they, but, but there's their no way. Is not. And there's no way, right? That LAX should have not gotten a title, no. but then you give it to the guns. It's you, just you LAX have, are one of the best tag teams. You have one of the best tag team divisions yeah. in in the world, yeah. and you went eight months without one of the top five tag teams holding the titles. Um, I understand you have trios belt. Oh yeah, you build to the future. But I get not, that. I understand right. investing in your roster and, yeah. and yada yada all that. But no, there have certainly and there's been a lot some of people misses. trapped on dark. But, that are but, like, but 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 yes, to credit to to Tony Khan and the misses, it's a lot easier when the top of your card is so consistently well booked, like you said, there's a lot more forgiveness. I think inherently wrestling fans look to forgive because we know what it is. It's a traveling carny circus with live stunts and, you know, uh, lowbrow humor at different times. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it, it, it's, it's its own sort of wacky art. So I think there comes with an expectation from the fans to give passes. It's the, it's the, the tiresome, exhausting sort of storytelling from WWE that's so often disjointed. It doesn't have any long-term investment. Stuff's getting changed on a whim. The kind of comical, childish sort of booking that you've seen, the pies and faces and parts and stuff. Like, again, I love when the Bucks come out and they do their NBA thing and they they play with that. Like, there's, there's times and places for those things. It's just when it doesn't make any sense. And I think that that's something that the WWE has struggled with, uh, lengthily. For, for quite some time, and, and again, we'll see how it plays out. But um, in terms of you know what AEW is going to try to do with this Wembley show and CM Punk and, and all of that, I, uh, when you talk about Wembley, that was the thing I kept coming back to is what's their anchor match? Like what's the one thing that could, you know, the, you know, the Tyson Fury, the Roman Reigns, like what is the thing that is going to, at the end of the day, make you feel okay spending $100 a ticket? And that's CM Punk. It's the best story since the screw job. It, it's packed with, with venom and, and anger and, and questions, right? Because if you go into that match, however they book it, if CM Punk comes back, you're going to wonder if he's going to do it. Like, is he actually going to do? And do you play with that? Yeah. Do you do, like, do you blend the reality where you pull off, like, your own sort of screw job? Not the screw job with the pin and you call the owner comes down and calls the three. Not that. But something is controversial where you don't know if CM Punk went into business for himself. Yeah. However that plays. The finger poke of doom, I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> but I know that you've got this, this, this polarizing character that people feel have always felt some way about. There's people that hated CM Punk in 2007, 2008 when he made his John over into the you know, WWE. Yeah. Um, and they, they, they just always felt like they saw something different. Now all those people are proven right. But then there's all these CM Punk fans, millions, millions, that want to see their hero redeem himself and be like, come on, Punk. You're not what these people are saying. You're not really this, you know, hoity tidy north so side. Many chances. He does. And that's the bitch of it, right? But there's, again, there's a story to tell there. There's just a story to tell. He can, he, and he can weave that story. There's always a story nah, to but tell. But not like this. Punk. Not like this. This, this is, this is his story. This is, this is all, everyone involved in this orbit, Tony Khan, the elite, Kenny Omega, CM Punk, and all the adjacent folks. This is the story of their lives. And if they don't make money off of it, then they're all suckers. They all suck at their jobs. What's the story right now if AW ended tomorrow? What is their story? What's their biggest story? They, that they were only around for four years, had a bunch of momentum. And no, no, but what's, <laughs> what's their biggest story so far? CM Punk and All Out. Brawl Out would yeah, be their Yeah, absolutely. Legacy. Absolutely. Because when have you ever gotten... The curtain pulled back like that with a press conference where Phil's just eating cupcakes, cupcakes. and shit. <laughs> That's the weirdest yeah. shit I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Like, first of all, you don't eat on a microphone. You just don't do it. 
Right. Like as soon as that happened, I was like, oh, like okay. he was tired. He was working with fucking yeah, children. Boy, yeah, bullshit. <laughs> that was him. That was him sandbagging a press conference and trying to big brother a locker room full of motherfuckers that don't need to be big brother. That's the other thing. You know, you were that indie voice. You were the voice of the voiceless. You were the one who did it without the WWE for like, what, six years? Yeah. And then you jumped right there. Guess what Omega and the Elite did? Never jumped. Never jumped. And always That's stood true. true to their convictions. Yeah. The Bucks never signed with WWE despite huge offers and yep. chances, right? They never did it because they know Vince doesn't give a shit about professional wrestling. More specifically, tag team, tag team wrestling. <laughs> right. Uh, CM Punk sold out. And there's, there's a story to tell. There's so many different promos that you can cut through the reality of this fabric and to tell, bro, you can get three more years out of this now. <laughs> I don't know if Phil got three years. Well, I was just going to say. That, physically, that, his body. That is my other concern. The injuries are. Yeah, if they're talking about long-term booking and building out this story, it's like, man, can you really trust a guy who couldn't pull off a buckshot lariat? No, but, you got to come back and like, again, you ain't wrestling at all. Yeah. Maybe you're giving us two promos. And the first time we've seen your ass in the ring is at Wembley. Yeah, there's no and, work in Bobby Fish. No, and then like, <laughs> if shit happens and you pull a Shane McMahon and the quad goes, fuck it. Poor Shane. Oh, Poor Shane. Shane. <laughs> Snoop Dogg. All that, doing doing all that for his daddy's love. <laughs> you know, Vince didn't even look at him when he got wheeled out the back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. To wrap up like this pro wrestling combo, because that's what I wanted to do this week. I wanted to get into like the generalization of AEW, WWE. Didn't want us to talk specifics or anything. We're not before pay-per-view. We're not previewing right. anything. So this was perfect. I will ask you questions about, in my opinion, the top three promotions. One random question each. I just want to pick your brain on three different topics. All right. So we're on AEW. I'm going to talk AEW first. AEW is building towards a four pillars match. I'm not talking about other people who may be great. Ricky Starks is amazing. Hobbs looks like he can be yep. a real deal going forward. Talking about the four pillars. So we have Darby, MJF, uh, Jungle Boy, Sammy Guevara. It looks like they're building towards that match. Five years from now, what pillar is the guy? WWE has had the shield. Yeah. They, they had evolution. They've always had these things. People have elevated when you have these pillars. Shield is great. Roman Reigns. Even back then, 
You didn't know how they were going to get to it. But you knew. But you knew. He is that guy of those pillars. Amazing career. Moxley, Rollins, arguably the greatest faction ever. Yep. When you put all their accomplishments together. Never a faction like it. There's zero weaklings. Roman Reigns was that guy. Who's that guy from this? Maxwell Jacob Freeman. MJF is the unquestionable star of AEW, a complete one-on-one. Five years, he's still their star? <laughs> I'm not asking you yeah. tomorrow. I'm not asking you next year. Yeah. Is he there in five? Yeah, he's there. I don't think I don't think the bidding war of 2024 is a real thing. They, <laughs> I don't. I think that you don't I think know when he's working. I, I think, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I figure I think they've worked it out. I think Tony Khan's smart enough to realize when he's got a one-on-one, there aren't many of them in the business. There really aren't, uh, especially, you know, as the business so athletic and so explosive and so sequenced and match specific, right? Uh, a guy like MGF, the page, he keeps cutting these long ass promos, and somehow he swerving me back around and keep me engaged it's wildly wildly impressive like i i step back especially at his age and he's still learning and oh yeah he's got the hollywood movie coming out the von eric thing and like he's he's special wwe styled guy he is in a promotion that's not really about that which makes him stand out even and it makes him stand out like really big yeah so with mjf i think he's the anchor of all of all of aew now going forward, he doesn't need a belt. He doesn't. He he's going to be that problem. He's going to be that ingredient that you can throw into any feud or do anything with, and he's going to be able to draw some interest. Now he's going to have to adapt. He's going to have to reinvent. He's going to have to you know at some point not be stale. But he's got so much passion and intelligence and creativity that yeah, I just don't see him going anywhere. I don't see him giving up his place. I don't see someone else coming along and being able to match him. There's very few people that, like, yeah. I would want to get into a... Like, you know, I've had MMA people that have got kicked off a welterweight title challenger, <laughs> Mr. Red Hat Covington, on one of our shows because he was... He's a jerk-off. You know what I mean? And I also knew that I could absolutely throttle him on a microphone. It was very easy. He's a moron. <laughs> MJF is not a moron. Like Don Callis, MJF, there's people in professional wrestling. You know, a Bobby Heenan who's no longer around, obviously, but yeah. so you don't want to set yourself up for failure. Oh, hey, man. Yeah, you just sit you there and take it. You just yeah, take it. You don't like, want to be yeah, in the trap. Yeah, I'm a dumbass. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an idiot. Yeah, that's me. Uh, and, and MJF has that quality where he's even well, 26 years old. The guy's intimidating. Like, he's intimidating intellectually. He will absolutely shred you. And if you want to get into a shoot battle with the guy, like, if you want to take liberties or get into it, I just, what a mistake that would be. He is wildly entertaining and creative. And, again, he's only getting better. You see his physique and his oh, in-ring. Yeah. Like, he's only getting better athletically. He's figuring that out. Yeah. yeah. What's he going to be? What's he going to surprise us with over the next five years? So, yeah, I think it's MJF all day. MJF. All right. I, I mean, it's hard to disagree with that. Uh, I don't, I'm not discrediting Jungle Boy. They see a lot in him. I got to tell a real story with yeah, Jungle Boy. I, I'm yeah, I'm not. Uh, I always thought maybe at his ceiling, he's yes, yes yeah. movement, that's, Daniel that's Bryan. Yeah, yeah, but you really um, got to build that. You really got to set that yeah. up. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not sure the Luchasaurus shit was like really that. but It was the, good for an introduction, yeah. but it's not what's going to carry him to the next level. But I, I think they see him as that like yes movement, Daniel Bryan, where it's like, okay, he has the theme song you really want to sing along with. Like the crowd could really get into it, but you got to make him care. Um, Darby's great, but, you know, I think Darby ends up Jeff Hardy. There's a shelf life to that. And yeah. Jeff, Jeff has proven that, and you Jeff, know, 
Jeff returned this week, and people were like, he looks great. I'm like, uh, uh, he always little, looks great. Yeah, there's a hitch in his giddy up a little bit. But, yeah, yeah no, I mean, uh, I think Darby can be like a title holder and everything. Yeah. It's just, I don't MJF think he's MJF is your one-on-one. Yeah. Everybody else has compelling stories. They can all hold the title. I Sammy Guevara has yeah. been passed up by like three or four different talents, if we're being honest. Yep, absolutely. He has to do what you just said MJF has to do, but like right now. He has to reinvent himself right now. Um, it's a much longer discussion. We won't do it today, but uh, <laughs> Jericho's been great in AEW as a talent. I'm not sure he's done what they think he's done for those around him. LAX floundered under him. 2.0 hasn't had a title shot at all. Still keeps Jake Hager around. Hager hasn't been in any meaningful feuds or anything. Good. The best thing about him was his little hat thing, and then that got buried. I thought that was hilarious. They never moved on with that. I don't think anything's hilarious Sam, about Jake Hager. <laughs> Sammy Guevara's been in and out. Um, and then, oh, Daniel Garcia is probably, like, the most promising. Yep. And they had it when they, like, was about to turn him away from that. And they didn't push it, and then now he's just fading into obscurity. Um, no one's really gotten better with being in the Jericho Appreciation Society, so they got to figure. And it's that also out. been running, whether you call it the, the JAS won. or what was it before the Inner Circle? Inner Circle, it's the same fucking thing. Yep, <laughs> it's like that's not it's, exactly reinventing yourself. No, it, it's been the same from day one. Yeah, and I been, can't it's say it's been Jericho anchoring a, 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 a crew of young boys. Yeah, and I. I LAX was even young, and it just buried them and all their chances. They just ended up jobbing out in solo matches to help Jericho's feuds. Um, everyone runs the the task of Jericho, and, like, you got to run through the whole crew, and <laughs> the entire crew just loses. It doesn't help any of them. So uh, it's, it's very odd. they got to address that problem. My next one, New Japan, as we run through uh, to finish this off. New Japan, but i got to focus this specifically on one person. Because I think they're great. I think they're booking everything perfectly. Again, I think Ghetto's back on his shit. Yeah, he, uh, he was lapsed there for a second. Yeah, um, Sonata when at Bell was incredible. Everything there I think is great. Can't wait for G. This is more about something they've never had before, which is, and this is the first year of having it, and that's the women's division. Yeah. Anchored by Mercedes Monet. And Mercedes being there, I don't know how long she's going to be there. It seems like she's having a blast. She's having a great match. Yeah. She's going to be in stardom. She probably reads up for a little while longer. I don't know why you've rushed back to WWE or AEW even. Um, in terms of New Japan, do you see this being the start of a longevity of women's wrestling in New Japan? Because well, stardom's great. Yeah, They don't do Tokyo Domes. They I don't am, pack it out. I am, yeah, I am hesitant, right, because of the track record. The fact that we have all these decades of proof that we're in New Japan doesn't have a lot of interest in, yeah. in promoting women's wrestlers. It, is and, Mercedes Ronda? Is this, is this the UFC moment where they don't, I'll never have women in my sport and Ronda changed everything? <laughs> You'd like to think so. Sasha Banks slash Mercedes Monet is a fucking Mandalorian. She's a one-on-one and the Mandalorian is back. She hit the red carpet with the stardom belt. Yeah, she did. And that's huge. <laughs> I mean, that's worth its weight in gold right there. Um, but I mean, it, it does feel like it's a bit of uh, acquiescing that you're, that you're developing this entire division around this star that's decided to come over and kind of grace you with her presence. So I think there, if you're a women's professional wrestling fan or pro wrestling, fan, there should be some hesitancy, but you, you hope 
you you pray that this would be the start of something great because I mean, the women are some of the most entertaining, engaging, captivating performers out there, and they can tell different types of stories. Joshi wrestling is <sighs> on a different Bro, level, was, and not I, enough people could see that. I, if they had a G1 for women, yeah. like say they were just like, fuck it, this year we're doing women's G1 and should. a men's G1. They should. And, re, and people on that platform with their production, New Japan World, get to see Joshi wrestling in a tournament. Stardom's great. It's hard as fuck to find. Yeah. You really got to search out Stardom. You give them a G1 in that stamp. Those wrestling matches are insane. Yeah, no, that would be that would be awesome, and hopefully they're building to something like that. And you know, this is this is Sasha slash Mercedes's big, you know, passion. We've known that she's wanted to do this for, for years, and she's talked openly about it. Maybe she doesn't ever need to go back to the WWE or AEW or do anything like Everyone that again. Goes back. Yeah, it's true. It's At least once. Like, it's like it's like retiring in combat sports and yeah. boxing or MMA. I never believe they're actually gone. When yeah. she goes back to WWE, though, it, it'll be yeah. Nuclear. Yeah. Especially depending on what she does over in Japan and what type yeah. of legacy she writes for herself. As soon as she goes back, it's going to be. Um, last one, WWE. Yeah. And this is a hot button point. We are now past WrestleMania. We know it's Brock and Cody at <laughs> Backlash in Puerto Rico. I, I, I'm convinced Brock just wants a vacation in Puerto Rico. And that's cool. I'll be in Puerto Rico the same week. I get it. It's you're going to be there in the same week. You're not going to the event. Shame I'm on coming you. back the day before That's so insane. SmackDown. I would go party with Bad Bunny. Uh, I, I would. Canelo fight. Um, I got to work. But, yes, I'm <laughs> dropping my grandma off. I'm coming back. I'm, I'm getting my grandma tickets, though. <laughs> That's awesome. She is going um to keep enjoy her, bad keep, her, bunny. keep her away from bad bunny oh she'll kidnap him <laughs> that's that, that's her grandchild in her head now i've been replaced oh, no. uh she loves her some bad bunny so she, she's gonna go watch both shout, nights shout out, to all the, shout out to all the old grandmas out there that kept us engaged with combat sports growing up oh my god she is she is listen all, all my checks could go to her my my grandma reason for my, my grandma loved herself some jean-claude van damme and randy macho man savage and i never understood why i thought she was like fighting in blood yeah. Gee, it was the opposite. Yes, yes, of course. Grammy's uh, pervert. Rest in peace. Uh, <laughs> Listen, Dre's grandma took him to the show. Bro, that's what I'm saying. Like, Bro, it's all wrestling. of our grandmas. That's your, it. Your, your grandma's a crazy Puerto Rican combat sports boxing fan. Yep. My grandma was a perv, and maybe Andres's grandma was too. A little, bit. a little bit. Listen, Rick Rude did it for everybody. I mean. <laughs> just, I, I ain't going to lie to you. <laughs> Listen, hero, you Las Vegas sweat hogs. <laughs> every, everybody, every, everybody grandma <laughs> wanted the face on the, on the front of the tights. So <laughs> what a legend! Oh, my how God. come no one else has done that? Like I feel like Velveteen, he did. Yeah, he did. He did. Uh, now we can't mention it. Yeah, now he's the 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 the, the man who shall yeah. not be named. He really fucked up. Something. I mean, you know it's bad. Cena was trying to put him over. Well, that's like, the thing. That's you know it's bad because he was so talented. Like I figured they would have found any way to keep him on the roster. And at some point, stuff came out. They're they like, kept, yeah, they man. kept Matt Riddle. Yeah, yeah. This motherfucker just came back. He's had like three stints. I feel like and, there's a difference in Riddle. I don't know. I mean, what yeah, it is. But I mean, the guy had three stints in fucking rehab. To be fair, they were very invested in him. Like, I heard rumors back in the day. It was like, yeah, he's in Evolve. Yep. And he was like, yeah. I did a story on him WrestleMania week for yeah. Yahoo Sports before he ever signed. And, and it, it was like, when he was at Evolve Wrestling yep. Tim Thatcher. Um, when he left WWE and he had a try on, they're like, yeah, you're, we're going to sign you, but you're not like polished enough yet. Go and like hit the end. And like, they stashed him. And, like, he grew there, and then when they were ready for him, yank. So, I mean, there's a lot invested there, but Velveteen Dream seems like that a lot invested into it. He really fucked up. Um, tiss, tiss. Just being a weirdo. 
just being creepy. But my <laughs> being my like Vince with his pencil stash. That's it. You yeah, would have thought that that would have been like simpatico, like you yeah, know, Vince synergy. Would be like I uh, understand. Yeah, it's gonna be your brother. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe Trips just didn't get it. Uh, oh, that's funny. Yeah. But it's if not. he did it's that on like the main roster, he might have survived. Yeah. Vince might have been like, I got what you do. He, I got something on you now. Take eight months off. Yeah. I'll come be- back with a mustache, <laughs> and you'll be fine. No one Bro, will remember. There is a blueprint. No question. <laughs> Uh, no, the wrestle <laughs> WWE question is Cody Rhodes, and this stems. I mean, Dre said it, but other people said it. But uh, I think the most popular quote came out a couple weeks ago, and it was Cody Rhodes, and it was Paul Heyman need to go through this adversity. If he would have won at WrestleMania, it would have been a great story for that night. No one would have bought into it. It would have ended. That's the end of the story said he needed to go through these trials and adversities, continue to build up the story, so when he does win, it'll mean more. I've seen his reactions every Raw since. The crowd has not calmed down. They have not quieted on him. Every promo, he has them in the palm of his hand. He's only getting bigger. The pops are only getting bigger. People still want to see him succeed. And this is where we got to get our Twitter bubbles. Twitter people said, it's over. You missed it. Where do you, you stand? You mean those highly emotional people that were taking Twitter right after a one, two, three pin at WrestleMania? <laughs> Where do you stand on Cody Rhodes? You saw it. Your two eyes. Yeah. Big Mac, you were right there. And I loved it. Yeah, and it was I a loved great it. match. That's it was completely buried to people. Uh, we were surprised. Right. People were so upset yep. that they didn't give the match itself the credit it deserved. But it was a great match. I thought it was very fun. Everything worked. The shenanigans happened at the right time. Yep. Where so you're not of the opinion that Cody Rhodes is buried well, and over. Well, oh, there's always a question with Vince McMahon because he can cool off on any story at any given moment. Yeah. Look, so if I'm Cody, yeah, I'm worried about that. Unless I've got it written into my contract. He might. He might. I mean, he came back for WrestleMania. For sure. I 100% believe I he would had like to think the second event time, at WrestleMania. The second time he's doing business with Vince McMahon, I would hope he'd have some things written down Pay- on paper. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But here's the thing about this, and I've thought a lot about Heyman's statement. He's right, but he's wrong at the same time. You have to look at it through the context of the story of Cody Rhodes. I think even Paul Heyman would agree that over the last 15 years, Cody Rhodes should have been. Sure. No question. Like, I think about the money in the bank when Sandow robbed him, you know, the paper bags over faces. Um, before he turned over, before he turned over to Stardust, there was yeah. just a lot Dashing, of momentum. There was a lot yeah. of momentum for Cody Rhodes, and he was really finding his sort of groove. I think he should have been champion, and never honestly should have never left WWE in the first place. Well, I thought he was a mediocre wrestler in ring, and I think uh, this indie route and AEW definitely both added yeah. a lot to yeah. his in ring because I thought it was boring. I, well, I made that well, thing. Me and him added a little tiff on yes, on social media all of this. Um, but I thought he was very mediocre in ring wrestler, and I, I think it's added a ton. To well, it. he's quieted a lot of that uh, that conversation can't from folks say, yeah. like you, right? Yeah, I can't uh, even knock that. But shirt. but uh, I think we can all agree, even Paul Heyman, that at some point Cody Rhodes should have been champion. So the story at WrestleMania against Roman Reigns shouldn't have even been a story. Like the grandson of a plumber should have already fulfilled that destiny, and that story should have all been already been told. But but that's not the reality of the situation. The reality is, is Cody's been dogged and held back and never reached that pinnacle. So now that that's the reality of the story and the if, ands, and buts are irrelevant and you can't change the past, 
there is more money in keeping the belt off of him. There just is. Everyone, baby faces are made to chase. Because, well, it's, oh, yes, and theoretically, he's already chased, and he should have been a multi-time champion. He should have had feuds with Orton and Legacy, and all that sort of stuff going back to an ode to their history. Like, there's so many things they could have done with it, but it didn't happen. So now, right, that you're on this path, and people are invested again, and you're clearly, you know, a fan favorite, and people are behind you, I don't think the payoff was this WrestleMania. It wasn't. There is still more story to be told. And now the fact that you robbed him again, that's a part of the story. Yeah. And people get more invested in it. And people have the disgust of that pin, that one, two, three pin against Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. There's the emotion tied to it. So you've now leveled up this story. You've made people care. You've made people very angry, threatened to not watch, you know. But it's like those people that are like, I'm not drinking Bud Light. Fuck that company. Like, let's bring down their stock. Shut up. Yeah, they're like, like Coors you already, like, Yeah, you already drink cheap beer. Yeah. Bud Light's where it's going to be at. They're going to cater half your concerts. They're going to go to all the sporting events you're going to get. You have the conviction of an old sock. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's pro wrestling fans. Daniel Bryan said it. Brian Danielson said it, right? Fickle. 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 And it's true. And they can't see the forest from the trees, and they don't know when a story is right there smacking them in the fucking face. And that is exactly what's happening with Cody Rhodes. Bloodline you, shit's still you, so good. It's so good. I don't want that to end. I don't need that to end. That's an, in another. That is a testament to Roman Reigns. This dude went from public enemy number one, the 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 number one babyface, Vince's guy, the future of the company. People were disgusted by him, and those same fickle fans, right, are now buying Bloodline shirts and talking about how amazing. This it is. is the best title run. Title run. Any promotion. Since Austin. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Going over on, like, you know, the McMahon and battling yep. through and yeah. all this shit. It's the greatest title run. I love New Japan. I love it. I love Okada finally beating yeah, the Ace like at Wrestle no, Kingdom. there's nothing like this. No, the emotion. Like Kenny the finally beating Okada. They went four years without Kenny Omega attempting a one-winged angel against Okada because no one ever kicks out of it. He went four years. He didn't even hit the move on him. That's crazy. So when he finally hit the move and... Omega Okada 4. You're like, oh shit, finally. Like, Okada always had a reverse, always had something to stay out of the one ring. Phenomenal storytelling yeah. for when Omega finally won. There was great stuff in AEW so far. Great. The Impact has had great runs. Yeah, the Josh Alexander story. Oh, phenomenal. And by the way, they tried to make me cry last week. He had to give the belt back. Kid, the came, kid, out, kid, came, kid out came out and snatched, and snatched the belt right before uh, he gave it back. He had to explain to his son that he got to give it up. God damn, that's heartbreaking. <laughs> <laughs> the, the wife is there trying to console the yeah, son. Was I was fantastic. Like, Always involved children. This man is forever a Always baby face. The kids. Oh, my God. The pop he's going to get when he comes back. <laughs> that's that's phenomenal. That's what Cody was missing. Cody, the next day, should have his daughter run out. Oh, God. And just be like, why, Roman? Um, no, but yeah, so just just looking at at that and, and looking at the stories that have been told all across wrestling, yeah, there are some great ones. There's not a title reign like this bloodline feud from special him taking the belt off of the fiend. And the fiend was the fiend at that point. Um at SummerSlam when he came back. And him just coming back as a heel was the ballsiest decision in I'd say the past 10 years, maybe. That was a big decision. Maybe outside of, like, Seth cashing in at Mania. Yeah, because like you could have just rolled them out as your baby face yeah. for the next 15 years. He like came Cena. back from beating leukemia twice. <laughs> as a heel. He cut the promo. The last promo we saw beforehand, he said, this is not Roman Reigns talking to you. This is Joe. 
leukemia is back. I'm going to beat it. Fuck. I've been booing this man. Yeah. I am a shitty person. <laughs> and like, yo, go get healthy. I'm sorry, my man. You got a family. He beats leukemia again. And he shows up. And what was the fucking shirt? It's like beat everyone and leave. Yeah, or yeah, like smash, yeah, yeah, smash yeah, Smash like yeah. some shit. And he comes back, wrecks everyone. I was like, okay, well, the baby face got over on the fiend. It was like a heel. Okay, cool. He's going to be a baby face. This is the best time, Kel, to be a professional wrestling Yo, fan. And These flipped. stories that are happening, hey, it's He came great. out after getting the belt, and you're like, okay, I think I'm supposed to cheer him. And then he's like, I want to introduce you to someone. Fucking Paul Heyman walks out. You're like, oh, my God. And then he's just full on heel. And the next night, I think he had the new music. The and, new music. Uh, and, everything. and then you go into that, and then pandemic hits, and you get Jay and all that shit, and he's beating the hell out of Jay in front of Jimmy and choking him out. And him and Kevin Owens, he just handcuffs Kevin Owens to great. like a badass. Everything has hit everything for three years. So incredible. In a scripted, predetermined environment to keep people engaged for that long. And not even to just keep people engaged, but arguably gotten better with each it's passing built. month. It's crazy. Everything has gotten better. And, and a testament to their health and their dedication. Like, everyone had to stay healthy for this. Yes. At one point. Well, he doesn't wrestle much. So. Still. <laughs> kudos to Jimmy and Jay. They had a couple speed bumps. Everybody. And in, in, in the. They didn't get hurt. When, when someone but the was. DUIs when, when some, made yeah, shit when, very shaky. They couldn't go to Canada for a while. When, when something's pulled off, like when something's cooling off in that story, someone has picked up the slack. If Roman was getting a little stale, Jay would come up and do his Oscar thing, right? Or if they were getting stale, Heyman would come in and cut a promo on Cody and be like, here's my relationship to you and your family and why you're yeah. not going to get this done. Sammy. The levels to this, Sammy, the psychology. Solo's been stepping up. The Bro, way he looks been, at Roman and like. I, you make you makes you question like it's insane. Solo ain't no punk. So like the way he just looks at people, it's just like, is, is he gonna turn on? Like, is he gonna turn on? J- it's a mas- like, it's a masterclass in pro wrestling. Oh my god! And it's only getting to this day. To this day. To this like this past week, it was Solo out there against Kevin Owens, and Jay was in Solo's corner. Hamill's like Tribal Chief told Jimmy stay home. So it's just those two. And then Solo, they cheat again, obviously. They cheat all the fucking time. Who cares? And I hate that. People are like, Roman always cheats to win. Yeah. Like, oh, let me know you weren't alive for the Four Horsemen without letting me know you weren't alive. Like, that's when I was, oh, she's too young for you, bro. They cheated every night. Every night, Ric Flair cheated. Tights, brass knucks. And now Flair is widely regarded as one of the goats, (laughs) if not the goat. Cheated every night for four years. Dre brought this up. He was like, yo, Flair cheated for a year and a half. Dusty beat him. Flair cheated two weeks after it took the belt off of Dusty and had that shit for two and a half more years <laughs> and kept cheating to beat Dusty until Sting beat him. And, and he put Sting over. Dusty never beat him again. He kept cheating. And then it was just, they're like, yeah, the Dusty Flair rivalry is great. That shit happened in like NWA. Yeah. And then it got to like WCW. It was like, got to give Dusty his moment. We're on national TV. They're like, fuck Dusty. Flair kept winning yep. until, and then they put on Sting. So it was just like one of those things where, you, you look, and it's like, yeah, he fucking cheats. He's a heel. You're supposed to hate him more That's and more. what you do. That's what we do. This, and Solo this week gave Jay, was like, Jay stops him. Sammy, he's being the shout KO. And then Jay stops him. He's like, it's enough. It's enough. And then Solo looks at him. Solo gets the spike ready. And then Jay's just like, boom, super kicks the KO. And then, like, you're like, oh, okay. Like, I thought Jay was going to have a heart. He doesn't have a heart. He don't give a fuck. 
So it's like one of those things where the story keeps building, still yep. keeps getting better. You don't know which way he's going to go. We're thousand. We're about to be a thousand days into this story. It's the greatest title, and I say that just with respect for Austin and what he did. Yeah, I mean, you can't. I'm we were not around sure. for that. We were around for that. That was, and I understand uh, the mania around Austin. He was the biggest thing in the world. He still is. Um, His run is still, unrivaled. I don't know if the storytelling, and I understand him versus Vince. I, I don't think anything. I don't figure, think anything has been. I'm not good. sure the storytelling. I, the impact of Stone Cold is bigger. So I'd say it's the biggest thing since Stone Cold. Yeah. I'm not sure if the storytelling, pound for pound, all that, things that mix in with Stone Cold was as good as this Roman Reigns storytelling. This is probably the best thing since Flair and Dusty. That or or Hogan and Macho and the Mega Powers. I was Mega a Powers, but I was a it's child. a year. But I was a child. It's one year. It was only one year, and I was a child. So I was yeah. watching it through a child's lens, and I, I didn't have a fully that's formed. really good. It was amazing. But that's the thing. One year. Hold on, though. That's what Roman Reigns the Bloodline is doing to me as an adult. <laughs> as a 39-year-old man with a gray beard, right, you've got me locked in like I'm 10. Yep. That is next to impossible. Like, legit. I don't have those expectations. But each week, you know, I, I do the show, did the show on Saturdays with Mark Henry for like four years. I was coming off SmackDown through the entire run of this. And each Saturday morning at 4.30 in the morning when I'd wake up <laughs> and the show started at 6 a.m., count our blessings that we're not having to fake it, that we're not yeah. having to just find things to be passionate about. Because sometimes, I mean, I guess you have to do that. Yeah. You do, right? Um, but not with, with this on, <laughs> on Wednesdays and not with this blood, Not with this bloodline story and everything else firing all, all cylinders. You have AEW as a counter the indie slash regional scene. Cause I do think the regional scene is back. Everyone's got their little pocket oh, and their little local. Everyone, everyone, like, everyone. There's Fight so TV. many good. Fight TV's putting on how many shows every, I mean, it's, it's just so it's many insane. good wrestlers. Yeah. So many free shows on YouTube. There's yeah. just so much great pro wrestling. And then you've got these two anchors doing two different styles of the business in North America. WWE. And then, Oh yeah. At the, at the helm of it, at the absolute top, is Roman Reigns in this bloodline story where you look at them and you're like, those should be stars and they're being booked like stars. And they're telling a star like story that's going to, you know, kind of weave itself into the fabric of all these pro wrestling fans going forward decades. Man. I love Osprey. His in ring, he's the best in ring in the world sure. right now. He's never Omega. Um, yeah. Omega. I mean, Omega never falls off. Right. Um, Danielson never falls. Like they're, they're all right now. Will Osprey as a constant. Cause he, he wrestles more. He, right. he, more promotions. He is the best in-ring wrestler right now. The best wrestler on the face of this earth right now is Roman Reigns. Yeah, all the entire package. I, yeah, like yeah. he is the alpha wrestler. If I'm taking in one person, promotion. if I'm taking one person to start a start a company with, it's either him or MJF. And yeah. I don't know which one. I'm taking Roman. Like, yeah, I probably MJF, would too. I understand the age. That, that's the thing. But it's he like, makes everyone else. That's the key. Yeah. It's like, uh, like, would you take Joe Burrow or Patrick Holmes? Not that old. But like you, you know, like a Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers, it's like yeah, like Roman probably still has another ten years in him. I would say, but it's just like yeah, MJF has twenty, twenty five, and he's the heel. Yeah, which I feel like you can um, make more compelling stories. So it's just it's like, Roman, but it's it's in the WWE system. I feel like MJF could walk into any arena and be the biggest heel in the building, and, and maybe Roman could too. Roman could be the biggest star. Like the 100%. difference, the difference between them. Why I take Roman uh, before we wrap this up is there's always, and Flair was always a proponent on this, men hate me. Women want to be with me. Women want, yeah. 
or wi- women love me, men want, want to, to be me. me. Yeah, that's it. That's the thing. And that's why they hate him. That's wrong. You say whatever you want about MJF, he's not a sex symbol. No. He's a dick. Yeah. He's not a horrible looking But he's not like. Right, he's not Roman. He's, he's not Roman. Your wife, your wife wants my, my wife, money in the bank. My grandmother wants, wants, wants my money in the bank, Roman Reigns chair. Because <laughs> his face because his face is on the seat. Uh, every woman <laughs> loves Roman Reigns. My grandmother stops when he's on the television. Every woman, no matter what your age, looks at they best shit they ever did was take the fucking vest off him. Looks like a million bucks. Yeah. Every woman wants him. Every guy hates him. Yeah. Every kid now hates him because he fucking beats every it's he is the perfect pro wrestler. And it'll be interesting to see where the bloodline goes. There's so many great stories. Um, so much going on in pro great wrestling. Great time to be a pro wrestling fan. It Go really dancing. is. Um, Big Mac, we appreciate you for uh, sitting in the seat. Now that the old man is gone for this week, we'll have to have you on more often. Let people know where to find you on social media and v- such. Very easy. Very easy. I figure I got a couple more days verified. On yeah. Elon Musk Twitter, we all got till Sunday. Yeah, you can you can uh, find me at Ryan McKinnell on Twitter or on on Instagram at Big Mac McKinnell. Pay that fifteen dollars. That's right. Now, I'm never giving. I'm going to give <laughs> Elon Musk fifteen cents, bro. Like that man's got enough money. That is a, that man is a man is a straight bitch. I wish you. You know what? Book him as our next guest. Yes. We can give him a piece of our mind. We'll we'll know. use our modicum of oh power to absolutely drag that goofy That'll bastard. Last Twenty seconds. Uh, yeah, it's because people can't. Rich, powerful people can't be told the truth. No, no. You give me a room with him, Vince McMahon, and Dana White, and we're just. There's seats in here. You put them in those seats, oh. me, you, and Dre in these seats. We'd be, that'd be, we'd the, be, we'd be killed walking out of the that'd studio. That'd be my man. last interview <laughs> yeah, as a professional. Yeah. But it'd be one hell of an interview. I will not do that. No, we, we appreciate <laughs> it. Make sure you guys check out Big Mac when he is on Sirius Radio. Uh, you just did a show today. I did, yeah. I filled in for Jimmy Smith on Unlocking the Cage. Yes. Hung so, out for three hours from uh, 11 to 2 with my friend zone. Man, so it's great. Make sure you guys listen to Big Man. He's always phenomenal. Make sure you guys follow us, social media, at Corner Podcast underscore on Twitter, Corner Club for Life on Instagram, Dang at Corner Pod on TikTok, YouTube, the Corner Podcast as well. Myself, at Kel Dansby, the old man, at Andreas Hale on all platforms. We appreciate you all. Pro wrestling is just getting started. Again, we have AW coming up with a pay-per-view in May. By the way, right here in right Vegas. here in this city, that is going to be so fun. The week after Haney and Lomachenko, it's so much stuff going Tank on. Tank Garcia, oh my god, coming up um, in a week. Yeah, in a week, it's Woo! so much. UFC has they just did a pay per view, building to a great show in Kansas City this weekend. We talked about that the other day as well, leading into a pay per view in Newark, which odd place, but <laughs> they keep rolling out their shows. So so much combat sports. Make sure you guys stay locked in three times a week. We appreciate you all, though. Stay safe. Till next time, we're out. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done.